Welcome, Highfalutin Ski Bum Podcast, episode number 246. It is your pals, Mario and Brian. Mario, what's up? Now, Mitch, it's uh, NFL draft is going on. I feel like things are kind of getting back to normal. Like, I'm hearing you don't have to wear a face mask in some situations. Like, I like what's going on. I went to the bathroom before in my own personal house without a mask on, so that's a good sign. Damn, right? that's good. That's good. But evolving. Well, you have a bidet now, right? The game Thanks, changer. COVID. Thank you, COVID, for that. Without bidet. COVID, I would not have purchased a bidet. So you wouldn't yes. have even looked into it without a toilet paper shortage. Wouldn't have even. So I will tell you, my son, my little three-year-old son, was on the toilet, and of course, <laughs> when you're a three-year-old, everything is interesting, and you mess around. It's and all a toy. There was two rolls of toilet paper on the back of the toilet, and he just took them and he does like binoculars with them, Aww. which is adorable. But yeah. he dropped one roll into the toilet, Aww. of which he had just flushed, and it was just going through that first swirl. Aww. With the Duke is still kind of like <laughs> it's like breaking it up into little fine pieces, Aww. and the toilet paper just got duked up and, uh, and jammed in. It, well, it didn't go down or jam up, but it just got all, it got to the point where you, it got every pretty much layer of toilet paper got some sort of dookie bit on there. So I couldn't just like lop part of it off. Like it was all contaminated. It's all, that's, whole, chuck it out. It's worth, it's worth chucking out a whole roll. And of course I showed it to my wife and she's like, oh no. And I'm just like, listen, if this was 2020, we would still use this toilet paper. That's right. I'm like, we've progressed. We've evolved. Like I'm chucking the whole roll. It's gone. Just like out on your lawn, making it rain toilet paper. You're like I got all this toilet paper. Look at this. You're like looking at your neighbors. Look, I'm throwing this right in the garbage. Whole roll. Uh, I'm rich, biatch. I'm rich. I'm toilet paper rich. <laughs> I'm PP yeah. rich. So yeah, so life's getting crazy. And yeah, like you said, it's, it's the draft for football, which means it's kind of the end of, it's There's even fans in some shit now. Like you can go to a concert, you can go to NHL does to like well, I know like the Penguins are doing 25% capacity at this point. Yeah. But they had they had some creepy thing. They were gonna have like they were they're proposing to have different sections, like a vaccinated section and a non-vaccinated section. And I'm like, bro, do you know where this goes after this? Like, this is a slippery slope of craziness. Hey, I know a new president doesn't like Dr. Seuss. But I think a star belly sneeches with stars, without stars. It's bullshit. It's bullshit, man. Um, it's getting a little nutty. Star belly sneeches. But yes, yeah, so we're, we're rolling into the spring, late spring, early kind of summertime. And, you know, as skiers, it's tend to, it's a little bit of a, a hard time. It's a sad time. But, you know, we're trying to find the positives. Like the old saying goes, life gives you lemons. You better find a way to like lemons. Exactly. I think, I think <laughs> perhaps this is the was quote. that one comedian when life gives you lemon, when life gives, when God gives you lemons, find a new God, find a new God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> find a new God. So we're going to, I remember it was the, uh, I remember there was a, a, a back in the day, internet meme before they were called memes. It was like a, a like an energy drink or something. What the hell was it called? For what? Oh my God. It was what? like, well, it was like a slogan. Part of it was that when life gives you lemons you, or God gives you lemons, you find a new God. Nice. Like some menergy, energy drink. Menergy. I like that. Menergy drink. Oh man. It was like this one, again, one of the first like internet kind of like meme things. Power thirst. Google power thirst. Power it's thirst. Old. It's actually pretty goddamn funny. Well, it was. 
Why hasn't ten Ooh, years come ago. out with a power drink? I think everybody should, right? Like yeah. Facebook power drink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uncomfortably energetic. <laughs> oh, jeez. But yes. So thank Looking you. Looking so at my draft me. report, Mac Jones went to the Patriots. Uh oh. I don't even know who that is, but Let's I guess for the Patriots, Giants are on the clock. They traded the with Chicago. They traded down. Look at that. That's what I they're going to get. Uh, a punter. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> I'm calling a punter. Maybe a long snapper. Did the Raiders get a, a kicker in the first round again? <laughs> That's sort of their mo, right? That's right. Let's see the oh Raiders didn't pick yet. Well, thank Why you, everyone, for listening. We really do appreciate it. Check us out, skibumpodcast.com. We are on the socials, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at Podcast. Go to your favorite podcasting apps, rate, subscribe. We'd really appreciate it. And send us an email if you want to hit us up, skibumpodcast at gmail.com. Big shout out and thank you to our sponsors, Valon. Valon Eyewear, V-A-L-L-O-N.S-T-O-R-E is their website classic style maximum performance they have sweet goggles and sunglasses we're getting out of goggle season we're getting into sunglass season goggle perhaps season. perhaps you want some classic styles made with modern materials and technology they're based or originally originated out of verbier switzerland born out of a love of ski touring and schemo independent family-owned they're cleaning up plastic waste for every order every pair you get cleaning up the environment, beautiful thing, free shipping to the U.S., express shipping available, free returns. Use the code SKIBUM15 at checkout for 15% off. Also, a big thank you to Teresia, our outerwear sponsor, T-E-R-R-A-C-E-A.com, premium cold weather solutions. They're creating best-in-class apparel that can be worn in any cold temperature environment. Thoughtful features, Optimum level of performance. I know I loved my jacket. I had the beacon jacket. Um, no, the sorrel jacket. You had, had the, the beacon, beacon jacket. Yeah, the beacon was I, nice. Kept it nice and warm. I used it all winter. It was great for layering. It was just the uh, the shell. Tons of pockets. Very well. I liked the cut of it. It was very kind of slim athletic cut, which being a athletic fella, I appreciated. At least makes you feel athletic, right? Makes me feel athletic as I'm drinking beers and eating sandwiches in the parking lot. Is it better That's... to be athletic or to feel athletic? If you can't be an one. if you can't be an athlete, at least be an athletic supporter. <laughs> there you go. Use the code Terracia Bum T E R R A C E A B U M for fifteen percent off. Thank you, Terracia. So with that, oh. Mario, let's kick it off. It's time for Opre today. So I had my pre-opre. I'm having high noon pineapple, but that's not my opre. Actually, I a, before you go into it, I got a question about high noon. So I was Googling things before yeah. and I saw high noon watermelon, highly rated. Huh? Have you had the watermelon? I think I have. I might have it in the fridge because I got the, uh, I usually get the, um, you're a variety pack kind of guy, aren't you? I'm a variety pack kind of guy. Cause my wife likes different things. The only thing with the high noon, right? It's vodka and soda and fruit juice, right? So essentially you can make this at home with like this one's pineapple. If I had a little pineapple juice, chuck a little bit in there, vodka soda, right? Right. Vodka club. 
you can kind of make these at home. They're pretty expensive. And you have to go in Florida. You can't buy them where you buy, like you can buy beer and wine in the grocery store. But for these, even though it's not like a hard liquor thing, you have to go to the liquor store because it's a vodka drink. Oh. So you got to go to separate thing. Like, so wait, so if you had a White Claw, would that be at the beer and wine place? Supermarket. Yeah, that's a supermarket. Oh my God. Can't DeSantis fix that? He's not the kind of guy that this should be like a priority. Of so to fix. you get beer, um, you get the seltzers, you know, the, the, the white claws, you get wine right at the supermarket. You shop for all your other crap, make a nice dinner. Boom. You get all that stuff there. It's great. You want hard liquor. I get it. You go to a liquor store, but because these are made with hard liquor, they're classified as a liquor. So you got to go to a freaking liquor store. You can't get. So are we splitting hairs with that? Yeah. So that's why I'm like, I got my Costco vodka. I could just do the vodka soda and just a little pineapple juice. And it's kind of the same thing, but it's very convenient in a can. Pop it open. Boom. You know, you take it to the beach or whatever. You're driving. You pop one open. Oh, yeah. It looks right. like a soda. So it's good for, you know, getting a yeah. roadie. It's, it's good for roadie, road sodas. And it's like a soda. It's road soda. So just with a little alcohol. But uh, so so I started with that. And these are actually, what are these? These are like 8%, 7%. What are these? These freaking things are, they creep up on you. That's for sure. No added sugar, which I like. So it's just fruit juice. This is the high noon we're talking still. The high noon. Uh, okay. There's no there's no alcohol in it because I can't see anything because I don't have my glasses on. So, Oh, boy. So it's all good. All good. High noon, all good. All good. 2.3 grams of sugar. No high fructose corn syrup. Look at see? that. You're, that's pretty much a health beverage. Music to my ears. Might as well be a protein shake. That, exactly you know <laughs> um so that's the high noon that's a nice little refresher you know to cool down but for my opre you're again, a man who last week was drinking peppermint tea and now you've gotten pre-apres and apres and post goddamn covid for three weeks man that, i had the vid the, i had the i had the rona the rona didn't last just one week it didn't just last two weeks for me the rona was like a three-week affair Shouldn't you have had those Corona hard seltzers now? Like, shouldn't that have been your, your apre drink of choice? I should as have like just a, drank them during Corona. Just as like a big F you. I should have just been there with a fever, just pounding those Corona. Right. This fever is going to break anytime now. <laughs> Tylenol and fucking Corona. <laughs> oh my God. That'd be the worst. It'd be like afterwards, like that was the worst idea ever. <laughs> <laughs> It's almost as bad as when I was in my 20s and I said, I don't feel well. Should I get NyQuil or Jägermeister? And I chose Jägermeister. Oh, the much better choice. It's all natural. Mm. You would have thought. The Meister doesn't come to the cold. The cold comes to the Meister. <laughs> we got those hockey commercials now. Oh, the best one was the one where they have like that underground club. And you're like, of course it's cold. It's German. <laughs> Oh my god, that's awesome! It's like the supporter of hockey. I'm like, yep, everybody's just hammered on Jägermeister. Yep. Um. All right, so this is a special one. This is a special opera that I was just saving, just to wow you. I'm just trying to wow and amaze you. I'm, I'm ready so, to be wowed. I'm ready to be, to be wowed. wowed. So this is one of the. Uh, I believe this is Burlington Brewing Company. Oh, look at oh. you. 
Oh, I'm spilling it. Hold on a sec. Oh, boy. Oh, Jesus. Damn it. See, you got no, all cocky. You're trying to make this whole big presentation thing. I'm just like, trying to read. And yes. like Siegfried and Roy, like trying to like fuck around the tiger. <laughs> you're like, oh, look at me. I can fuck around the tiger. And tiger just like bites your leg off. What do you think they said like right after that happened? Like, oops, or like, you know. We should have seen this coming. Or this is not good for business. <laughs> this is going to hurt. This is not good for anyone. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this is Burlington Beer Company. This is one of Brian's favorite beer companies. I had to get a guy to, it was a Lobo, a beer Lobo that I had to hire to get this beer down here, like in the trunk of a car. Like He traveled the Appalachian Trail the whole way down. It was like, yeah, his backpacks going the beers. on. Yeah. There was like, there was dead drops going and I finally got the beer. So, uh, this one is called Burlington Coat Factory. No, Burlington Beer Company. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine they made a beer? Everybody should make a beer. Why not? Home brewing <laughs> is very big right now. This one is called, boom, Sublimated Dreams. Sublimated Dreams. Yes. Nice. So, this is 8% ABV. It's an IPA. Imperial double. Um, Ooh, how do they rate this? So untapped rates it pretty good, but I got to look at the um, beer advocate wheels. I don't think anything that Burlington beer company makes is under like an eight. Actually it's untapped five. They do five stars. So I guess everything, nothing yeah. would be under a four. That's why I always go with beer advocate. Cause it's just easier, right? Yeah. You, you stick with the one rating and I think, isn't Beer Advocate like one of they those? Own them, they're, they're affiliated with it, aren't they? Somehow? Yeah. So they're affiliated. What's the, what, what's the sport where a six is the best score? The figure skating? I don't know. Because, you know, there's some sport where like a six is like the best score. All right. So Beer Advocate gives us a 92. Nice. Which is in the outstanding rating. Right? Very nice. So, Exclusively so, brewed with New Zealand grown hops, silky soft body, raw wheat, oat malt, flaked oats, and complement the range of favor, flavors from the Southern Hemisphere, candied mango, kiwi, and lime. Yeah? Wow. Mm. Let's see how this tastes. Mm. I'm drinking right out of the can, then I'll pour it into the... Like I'll savage. pour it into my beautiful Lawson's finest sip of sunshine glass. A little blasphemous, but you know, it is what it is. It's all cross, Vermont. It's all Vermont. That's a collaboration via glass. That collaborate. <laughs> that oh, look at that! Like a proper New Zealand savage out of the can. God damn, that's delicious. Mmm. Mmm. I get a little bit of mangoey. I don't get the kiwi. I don't understand what candied mango is. That's like super <laughs> sweet. Uh, but it's not super sweet. I don't get any lime in it, um, but there is like a soft malt note in it. That's really good. It's very tasty and like kind of, it's very, I get the silky softness. Um, I'm taste raw wheat. I taste a little oaty, like my oats. Oat. Mm. That's damn delicious. Nice. Now, if I mix it with a high noon, is that a collaboration? Absolutely. <laughs> or is that just blasphemy? Is that just somebody's going to just reach up and smack me? I let's be honest. I think we're going to see a lot more of that because they have a lot of breweries. Easiness. Oof. 
You could put your finger in there. You wouldn't even see it. Look at Bam. Love Nothing. It. Nothing. Not a damn thing. It's like swimming in the Hudson. Now it's going to taste like thing. wherever that finger went before. <laughs> Again, swimming in the Hudson. No. <laughs> Another good reason to have a bidet. <laughs> yes. You can stick your finger in your beer without damn, consequences. The, the bidet is magical. Mm-hmm. You know, and I don't use it all the time, but when I use a bidet, I feel like freshly showered, brand new is a, ah, oh, it's great. So yeah, I love this can. The Burlington Beer Company has. I like their really designs. Good... Yeah, they have really cool design, like language. Yeah, very graphic. It's very nice. Very bright. Yeah, it's like an old video game, you know, like an Atari game or something. Yeah, like, like if Zelda. you were like if you were an acid playing Atari in the eighties, oh. like these are the kind of cans you would design. I think. I think if you're really high, like tripping on mushrooms, this would be a great can to have around. You like, would like walk into the can exactly. through that door. Right. And then you drink the beer and be like, wow, I don't know why I'm drinking beer. I'm hallucinating right now. This elixir is amazing. Mm. This is a really good beer. Damn. Damn, that's good. So last last time I surprised you was what the Foley brothers? And now I yeah. got now breaking out Burlington beer. It's like I'm in Vermont. I don't know. Yeah, it's seriously. It's like you. It's like you're right there. Maybe I am. See, this oh, backdrop is a set. This is I'm all st- an illusion. I'm, I'm at Justin's ski house right now. <laughs> My card still works, man. I just go in there and be like, "What's up?" <laughs> you never change the locks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just That's walking awesome. in there. What's up? I'm going Look to hot tub later. Look too. At me. This is my condo now. <laughs> oh, he doesn't even know. I just hang out, <laughs> hiding in like different places. Love it. All right, what do you got, man? Last week, I went on a whole thing about the beer that I got. It was a local brewery, alternate ending. And the beer that I have right now is kind of the reason I went to the, not the reason I went to the brewery, but the one beer I wanted to try. Hmm. Because this time of year, tend to ratchet things back in the beer world. Now, Mario, you know, I love my my big, gnarly double IPAs, eight, nine, 10%. Those are like my favorites. I like to drink them. They're great, but it's a time and a place, though. For sure. At Prey Ski is the perfect time and place for that when it's cold and you just want to like cold weather. Yeah. Yeah, it's like cold or you're sitting home. It's dark at four o'clock. You have two of them. You've passed out by eight. Who cares? There's definitely cold weather beers and warm weather beers. Million percent. So, this beer is more of like a summer beer. And I've started to kind of figure out what I like in a summer beer. And I like the Kolsch style. That's that's my uh, my preferred like, summer style. It's light. It's usually crisp. Kolsch is nice. Yeah. Yeah. And very last, crisp. crisp is a good word for it. Yeah. It's it's very very drinkable, and they usually come in pretty low ABV. I mean, some are in the fours. This particular one I have right now is a five. So again, you could you could be mowing the lawn and drinking it, and you could have it at a barbecue. You have you know three four of them, and you're still you know not falling down. Yeah, which is able to function. Yeah, big positive. So they had this one here at this alternate ending. It's called Business is a Boomin'. And again, they have their their pretty cool like movie oh, nice. theme. Yes, so, that's the place with the movie, all the movie themes, right? It's got the uh Brad Pitt from Inglorious Bastards here. Oh, and it's cool. got uh Gordon Gecko over here. I like Gordon. Yeah. So it says on here, Aldo Gorsh- versus 
<laughs> Aldo versus Gecko. Gecko versus Aldo. Both are businessmen. Both go for the kill. Who wins? We do. <laughs> That's their uh, their little tag on there, which is pretty cute. But yeah, it's um, it's a nice. If you like the color style, it's, it's crisp. It's light. It's relatively fresh. It's only two weeks old, maybe when I got it. Nice. And this today because it, you know it's getting warm in the uh, the northeast here and. It was one of those things with this weather. I was thinking, okay, so the beer that I loved last summer, I looked it up to see if I could get it. The watermelon Kolsch. So it's a watermelon Kolsch from a certain mediocre brewery in New Jersey. And it doesn't seem like they're making it this year, which is pretty much par for the course for things that I like. They just sort of stop making them or stop doing I remember the first watermelon beer I had. I think it was Hello High Watermelon. That one's okay, but it's a wheat. I don't like wheat beers. Yes, too... that's what ruins it for me. Like I liked yeah. it at first, and I was like, not a big wheat beer fan. There's one that um uh, what's that ballast point? They make some sort of watermelon something too. So oh, they started... make the um the pineapple sculpin. Well, the pine oh. the sculpins, yeah. We know the sculpins. Those are the those pineapple's are... hard to find. They had that for like a year or two, and then they just disappeared. Oh, really? I think they yeah, make they... a watermelon, don't they? It's not a Sculpin. It's one of the other ones they make. Yeah. But um, I'm, I'm trying to find like watermelon Kolsch's. And apparently there's one in Boulder that's supposed to be really good. But mm. I'm not in Boulder at the moment. I'm in goddamn New Jersey. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to find like, I, I love watermelon. My favorite like summer, like mass consumption fruit. And I love Kolsch's. So that's why like this mixed together was working for me. Dude, I was in the supermarket and I saw watermelons. I was like, it's almost watermelon season. And I know you're going to go crazy. After Cinco de Mayo, man, the watermelon, (sighs) the watermelon train is a rolling. Dude, my wife loves watermelon too. So it's like we we get, it's just like you, you buy them in the, like, do they have a four pack at Costco? It's buying boom. I I think I spend more on watermelon than gas in the summertime. (laughs) That's how much watermelon I consume. Yeah. It's just always watermelon around. Yeah. I was cutting watermelon. I was eating watermelon. That's all it is. I've gotten so good at cutting watermelon now because I do it so much. Yeah. Like I was like looking at the, the veins. Like I, I think it was Trader Joe's had a sign up and it was telling you, it's like, oh, well, this designates a female versus a male. Really? And if you look at the lines, the way it, like this one means it's going to be like a little juicier. And if it's like that little white patch on the bottom, it means something like else. doing research on picking out your watermelons. I like it. You gotta do like the knock. You gotta knock on the the watermelon. Is it knock bullshit or what? I think it means like a like (laughs) the sound is like a density. Well, you know, like when you if you're looking on the wall to hang something like a stud finder, and you kind of hear that like hollow sound. It's like oh, it's drywall, and you're like then it's a hard sound. It's like oh, that's where the the beam is. Same thing with watermelon. If you're hitting it and it's got like a really hollowy kind of sound, it means it won't have a lot of density and juiciness. But if you're knocking on it and it sounds like wood. Perhaps nice. it's got more water and it's dense. You can feel it too, right? Like a lot of water content versus not, not as oh, much. Oh, baby, you can feel it. Oh, yes. yeah. Best is you grease them up and then you try to hang, you carry them around. <laughs> <laughs> Just like putting like Vaseline on watermelons, like fucking with people. Like, <laughs> hey, can you carry this for me? I don't know. I, can't. <laughs> I got this, bro. Whoa. Whoa. And you got to have that little uh, whistle. Woo. <laughs> 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 All right. So we digress. 
grease up your watermelons. It's a terrible idea. I'll do it. No, what you do is you take it into the, you get the Pam, you just go into the supermarket, you get like the, the spray and you just spray it on all the watermelons and just sit back and watch the show. And hilarity ensues. People's <laughs> masks are falling off. Just, and you're, you're laughing at them. This, you spray it in the store. You're not buying anything. You're just watching it, watching the show. Get a bottle of Crisco, just like pour it over the watermelons. Oh my God. <laughs> hilarity ensues. Yeah. All right. Well, now that we've appraised, let's go to ski news. And despite the fact that it is pretty much May, there is still lots of ski news out in the world. There's always ski news. First up, big news from the good folks at the Indy Pass. Our buddy Doug Fish, he does not sleep. All he does. Like, I picture him having, like, a board game. Like, you know when you see, like, military strategists and they have all their little figures here and the other guy's got his other figures here? He's got, like, Icon Pass and, like, Vail Resort's little action figures. And then he's, like, moving his action figures and trying to flank them. And he's trying like to pull a risk. Them. Yes, right? exactly. Just he's moving in. that sort of game. Yep. Indie Pass. Three additional resorts they have added believe it or not mario you were there really a few months ago recently powder mountain now on the indie pass Mau in utah that's a that's a big capture right there i gotta say i've heard so much stuff about Mau recently that i gotta say like even when i was there i saw them building out like another village and all and i'm like that place is blowing up blowing up it's going to be very interesting to see how that changes their attendance i mean you know because utah utah is pretty much icon pass i mean you have snow basin and park city which are epic yeah but it doesn't seem like you're it seems like you're in one camp or the other um i don't know how many people are going to buy an indie pass in utah but people who are out of staters may cruise in for a weekend, hit Palmau for two days, then go to another resort. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see how this changes their their numbers. Well, the weird thing of powder, right? It seems small, has a small feel, like a small like when you're skiing it, it doesn't seem small. It seems not just kind of nice, right? But it has a small feel to it, right? You you walk up, there's no big lodge, like it's all like little stuff, and it's kind of it's kind of cool. It reminds you of a local mountain. There's some crazy hill getting up, like that mountain road getting up there is pretty treacherous. Mm-hmm. Um, so it has everything the feel of like a small mountain. But then you look on the map and you're like, this thing is freaking Gigantic, huge. Yeah. Like it's one of the biggest resorts. And then they do all the you know the <clears throat> you could just pay per ride for the um. The cat, cat skin, yeah. So it's pretty cool, like all the stuff they have going on there. Like I could see that, and I think it's just starting. People are starting to really take note of it. So that's really good that they added that to Indy Pass. Yeah, that was a, a big, a big grab. Yeah, and then they got another one out west, small but mighty, community-owned Mount Ashland, mm. redefines the meaning of hidden gems in Southern Oregon's Siskiyou Mountains. Just 20 minutes from Ashland, home of the world-famous Oregon Shakespeare Festival. Mario, I know you're a big Shakespearean festival fan. Or not to ski. (laughs) (laughs) 
Ah, right. <laughs> Boom. Boom. Welcome to that Welcome one. Mike. <laughs> Amazing dining and cultural discoveries. Five lifts access 1,150 feet of vertical and a bowl full of shoots where Mount Ashland punches way above its weight in terrain and fun. Mm. And last but not least, East Coasters with more than $17 million in upgrades over the past decade, Man. West Mountain. Who? One of the most impressive family-owned and family-focused resorts with snowmaking and lighting on 100% of its runs and one of the fastest-growing youth race programs in the Northeast. West is a mom-and-pop independent that's just perfect for upstate skiers and riders seeking convenience, affordability, and a real Adirondack experience. If you look on the map, we have driven past West Mountain probably 637 times. Yeah, it's crazy, right? Didn't even know that's, it was there. That's the beauty of the Indy Pass. It's that's the it's, hiddenness. It's letting you know, like like reminding you that these places are here and they're great, and you should get out there and check them out. So stop and look. I love I love this. I love that they've added three more. I think there are like sixty six plus resorts at this point. So again, it's only April. So I I would be amazed if they didn't add at least another at least another five places by this time next year. I'm calling. Checkmate, Independence. <laughs> <laughs> they will have flanked veil. They will right. have vanquished icon. It'll just be Indy. You know, you never know. Like they're just, they're just a pass. They're like, hey man, we're out there. If you want to go, we're a collaboration. They're like the, they're like the Trader Joe's to the Walmart, right? They're here for you. They're the, you know. Um, what do they call it? fair trade? They're like the fair trade pass versus <laughs> versus the uh, you know the sweatshop sweat onion sweatshop pass, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the child labor pass. <laughs> That's right. And the fair trade coffee versus the sweat you know the uh, sweatshop coffee. I don't know. So next up, we have two sisters compete for perfect season at Snowmass. They skied every single day. So two young girls in Aspen, Colorado, took advantage of the unique opportunity offered to them by, again, thank you, COVID-19 pandemic, um, to complete the perfect season. They skied every single day that Snowmass was open. That is, that's good parenting right there. So Snowmass opened up. They had a good nanny to take them every day. I don't know. One or the other. Or they said, F school. I could do this in my sleep. Just give me the homework. (laughs) It's all online anyway. Um, that's where you pay one of your classmates to take, just have a computer open and act as you for a while <laughs> on like Zoom and then just do your, your work when you get back from skiing. Uh, Snowmass opened on November 25th. So they skied from November 25th through April 25th. So 2020 through 2021 for a total of 152 days. Um, Emily and Siri Bastion skied every single one of them. Damn. So they both attended As- Aspen Elementary School. Siri is nine in the fourth grade and Emily's seven in the second grade. Uh, so due to lack of after school activities, they were able to get from school to the slopes every single day. That is so awesome. Again, that is either fantastic parenting or great nannying, depend on, on uh, who is the one in charge of getting them to the mountain. Yeah. So this thing puts it into perspective, right? So let's say you live in a ski town, right? This is your life. You get off of work early, you go skiing for an hour or two. Might not be the whole day, but you're getting, you know, 
instead of going out for a run for an hour or to the gym for an hour or two hours, you go out and ski. Why not? Go on like a Wednesday afternoon when there's nobody there, bang out two hours. You can you put a lot like of every day afternoon. You can get a lot of uh, a lot of feet accumulated in vertical. There's right. nobody there in a couple hours. Tell your boss I'm flexing my schedule. I got to start at seven, finish at three. Boom, you ski in an hour, maybe two hours. I know that's that's so awesome. Or just tell your boss you're, you know, working half days. I don't know. <laughs> it's easy. <laughs> yeah. Right. I'll work or, in the or, summer, bro. Or maybe you don't have a boss because you're your own person and you have your own business or you master of your own destiny. Exactly. Or you just don't give a fucking whatever you have somebody cover for you. I mean, there really is a lot of different things that could help you to do this. You just need to have the balls and realize that what you've been doing the last 20 years of your life is not the way you have to live the next 20 years of your life. Open up. You take a a look at town. You live in a ski town instead of bowling or playing uh, softball after work or going to the gym. What do you do? Go ski. That's right. Boom. Speaking of going skiing, Alta closed their season in Utah. Skier marks 30 years of being the final lift rider. Ooh. So Alta, believe it or not, has been open for 83 years and they just closed the resort last Sunday. And obviously that most people don't want it to end and they're probably still getting snow there. But this gentleman, Mike Wisland, so he said he came out here and went to Alta his very first day in Utah. He was blown away and would come every weekend. While coming to every single closing day at Alta as a feat on its own, he has a more prestigious title. For 30 years, he's been the last one on the sunshine lift on the final day the resort has been open. Huh. Wow. He said, at first, he did it for five or six years, and then it just became something I did. So here's the thing. At what point, how many years do you go in before you tell somebody? Because you know somebody's going to be a dick and be like, I'm just going to get on the chair just behind him. I'll be the last one on the lift behind him. Yeah. Like, you got to coordinate like, like, woo, I took you down. Yeah, yeah. right? Some Somebody just being a dick just wants to be like, I'm the last guy on the lift. How you like that now? Yeah. You got to get on lift again. Yeah. But he said too, he's like last up also means last down who also was the last in the parking lot and was already thinking of next year. Boom. That's like Randolph and Mortimer Duke. Start, start up the, start up the lift again. Yeah. I'm not the last guy. I got to be the last guy. Yep. And the only resort in Utah still open is Snowbird and they are scheduled to stay open until May 31st. Memorial bird is the word. Bird is the word. <clears throat> Damn. Yep. Bird is a word. That's on government land too, right? I think it's national park. Yeah. Yeah. So they have like a better deal than the other ones that have to close like on a certain date. Yeah. I don't know how that works with them. Damn. They know a guy that knows a guy that, you know, Hunter Biden, Colton Coke. Bada bing, bada bang, little coke in there. There's a lot of white stuff on the mountain here. (laughs) Keep it open. Keep it open. Keep these lifts rolling. That's awesome. All right. Last up, but not least in the ski news. Oh, I don't have this one. I don't have the. Oh. Well, then. 
So you do start the last uh roll right. with it. Let me uh let me just put it in here so you can access it. Mm, boom. French ski lifts may start running again in May. Isn't that crazy? Ooh. Sort of madness. Yes. Because they we've talked about this a couple times during the season, how they were looking to reopen during the, the big holidays and couldn't pull it off. And right. That's crazy. But they're saying le two. What's two in French? Two? Do I don't <laughs> do like, I don't know the numbers. Like I I could Spanish, German, English. Everybody I could do knows numbers. Part do. Part do. Yeah. Part do. Le Du Alp has been has moved its expected opening date for summer skiing forward by a week from the first weekend of June to the last weekend in May. It had previously expected to open the first two weekends of June and then daily from Saturday, June 19th, but now expects to be open daily from May 29th. Hmm. Now they are saying that it's the target date is far from certain. It depends how things will evolve. The French prime minister said more things will reopen from 2nd of May. And depending on the situation, restaurants, bars, some museums and theaters from mid-May, but it's not completely confirmed yet, a spokesperson explained. Hmm. After joining the global lockdown in May 2020, French ski resorts offered summer skiing last year and indeed repeated uh, reported one of their busiest summer seasons ever it is believed they operated safely with no significant virus spikes due to safety measures in place. Nice. The country's resorts were told to stop operating in early November last year, at which point only teen had opened. And though there were several dates in the winter when it hoped they would be able to reopen lifts have now been closed for six months damn that's killing oh and you were supposed to be there in january i was supposed to be in there in january and just they just dicked it up and they said uh, i do i do <laughs> and then I so, said, do. and then when they said they were opening back up they're like well do you want to yes you we're gonna honor your reservation but we're opening the week after you were supposed to be there it's like well, I got to cancel it. And they're like, no, we'll, we'll, we could postpone it. it. Had I postponed it, it would have been canceled again. They just Still kept it closed. closed yeah. So I actually work with somebody that lives in Paris. And she was saying that May is a very big month for uh, for their holiday. So a lot of people take off either the first two weeks or the last two weeks in May. So that's why they, they think they did the whole closure in um, April so that May they can start opening up because hopefully they kill the virus and blah, blah, blah. But Parisians and French people just enjoy being together and sharing a nice drink and smoke and hanging out. So <laughs> the comment that I had from this person that I work with is we're French and we don't behave. So <laughs> that's why they have to lock us down because we'll just party and do whatever we want. <laughs> We're French and we don't behave. <laughs> that's right. That's awesome. Which I love because it's a good attitude and that's just, that's just what they do. That's the culture. So, uh, I don't know. We're hoping it opens up. I mean, um, I actually booked for next year to try to go to Valterens again. Uh, Ooh. and if it, if we don't go this year, then it's the white whale. It's like, I don't know. I don't know if we're ever going to go. 
you know? Yeah. That'll be an interesting folly deuce. Isn't going to wait for anybody. Just saying. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, have you ever heard of the Schengen travel free area? Is that in China? No, I'd never, like I'd seen this around, but I didn't know about it. So S C H E N G E N Schengen travel free area. Yeah, it's considered the world's largest visa-free zone. And it's pretty much like the NATO countries of Europe. So it's like, can you get shot in most of these countries? No, I don't think so. There's no guns in these countries. Oh, wait, Iceland, Norway, Switzerland, Liechtenstein, Liechtenstein. I think we should have a jammy jam in Liechtenstein this year. Dude, Andorra is the spot. Just like 20,000 people descend on Liechtenstein that like double their population, wouldn't it? Yeah. Well, they said that because of this, this whole opening of, or the the different quarantines. And if France does open this up, the UK being both EU and Schengen travel free area may complicate matters getting into France. Wow. So England is outside of both of those things. They're not part of that Schengen re- visa free area. They're <laughs> you keep like their Schengen, own thing. And I think you're saying Schengen free area. So you get free Schengen. Shank, you're getting shanked and shinken. <laughs> you get free Schengen in these areas. That's great. This is fantastic. You walk in, there's a shinken waiting for you. Just cut a piece off. Good to go. It's, it's everybody just, just takes them. It's free. Yeah. If anybody doesn't know what shinken is, it's kind of like um like smoked prosciutto, prosciutto, or in Spanish, it's the jamón, right? The the smoked jamón. Yeah, yeah. So having that it's free so everywhere good. is a great dream. Just meat oh. everywhere you want to go. <laughs> Just free meat, <laughs> free meat. Isn't that Amsterdam? Mm. Free meat. Probably. Uh, uh, <laughs> certain districts, yes, perhaps. I <laughs> said right, so Austria, Hungary, Norway, uh, Belgium, Iceland, Poland. Portugal, Italy. Wow, there's a lot of there's a lot of countries that are part of this Damn. Schengen visa free area. Yep. So what does that mean? It's a you don't have to have a visa to go. Well, the U.S. is one of those that has am- embassies everywhere. They've so abolished kinda... their yeah. They've abolished their internal orders for the free and unrestricted movement of people in harmony. It's almost so. It's almost like states in the U.S. Right. So, so it's not even like, like EU because EU is like you can move within the EU without having a visa, right? Right. But this is kind this of is little, beyond that. Even, la- even less restriction. Right. Yeah. Oh, cool. This is almost like half of the EU is in this. So you just float around. Who cares? Yeah. Come on in. It's a big party, man. Pretty sweet. So I mean, one the only person country- has a cough and a fever and then they lock that <laughs> motherfucker down. <laughs> yep. <laughs> But Denmark, so yeah, France, Estonia. So is France in Estonia. Oh yeah. So it's worth it'd be worth looking at which countries you can ski in in the Schengen region. I mean, I'm thinking pretty much all of them. Oh, Schengen Pass. I think we got to start the Schengen Indy Pass. The Schengen Pass, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think Belgium, we looked up once. There's only indoor places there. Uh, Netherlands, has, I don't know. Estonia has 2,222 islands. 
in the Baltic Sea. There's got to be a few of those you could ski on. See, that's, you know, people say about like retiring and moving to the islands, like the Caribbean or something. Like, why wouldn't you want to live on like a, like a winter mountain island? Like, wouldn't that be amazing? Right. Like winter island. You look at, you look at Norway, like they have all those little funky islands way up north, like one of those places. Yeah. That's interesting. Right. Now, if you own an island, you can do whatever you want. So you can build a ski area on the island. Right. Pile ski garbage. Island. Ski island. That's right. Ski island. It would go garbage island for the first few years, and then you turn it to ski island. Just come on with collecting garbage. Charge people <laughs> a shitload to dump it, and that would pay for the turning it into a ski area the next year. A lot of options. A lot of options. A lot it's, of options. It's, it's a win-win situation. Luxembourg. And, speak, and speaking of win-win situations, we're going to roll into the main topic. Oh, yeah. We're talking, about, it's all we're talking about France. We're talking about France talking about, and talking French about, things and summer. And what did the French really push a lot of? They They pushed a lot of the birth of what? The bicycle, right? Did they? Is that where the bicycle is from? I think the bicycle was born in France. Let's see. What do they call a bicycle in France? Um, Royale with wheels. <laughs> Royale. <laughs> <laughs> okay, history of the bicycle. I think the French made it popular with the Tour de France. Germany, of course started. Germany invented it. Germany. The first World War II, they fought on bicycles. <laughs> World War I, they fought on bicycles, right? The first verifiable claim for a practically used bicycle belongs to German Baron Karl von Dreis, a civil servant to the Grand Duke of Baden in Germany. Wow. German for running machine. The, what is Lauf the machine. Machine. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, but as the French, it made it sexy. Yeah, the Germans made it look very utilitarian. The Scottish made some. I like those, uh, what do they call them? The um, penny farthings, which are like the giant wheel and the little baby wheel. Oh, is that what that's called? A penny farthing? Oh, they still have races. They have modern penny farthings. You got to look <laughs> that shit up. It is hilarious. Like, who thought that was a good idea? Good design. <laughs> the best thing is you, you need like a ladder to get on it and people still ride them. Oh my God. And it's like a, a high baby wheel. wheel in the back and one gigantic wheel that you're riding on and you're like, they have races with them and people, when they crash, it's awesome. You can you just like a- picture the music of someone like riding one of those. Like, <laughs> I think one of the requirements is you have to have a handlebar mustache. <laughs> and that ride. would help. Yeah. That's and you have to wear the um like the wrestler one piece like a singlet <laughs> a singlet that and a handlebar mustache you're on a you're getting on a penny farthing and riding away oh my god they'll never catch me see rash <laughs> <laughs> eh <laughs> yeah right. so cycling big thing they do a tour of their wonderful country don't they in they the do. summertime. Mm-hmm. So summertime again, as we talk about it with skiers, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a tough time. We find ways to cope. We're not skiing. Well, some of us are. There's other, you know, there's options. We could go to South America or Australia, perhaps an indoor 
facility, do some skiing there. Yeah. But a lot of us, we try to find other ways to cope and do things that may either enhance our strength and bodies to make us better at skiing when we get back out there or actually find other activities that we just enjoy in the summertime when it's hot and sweat. It's disgusting and people are happy, which really bums me out. <laughs> get a nice good sweat. Feels Speaking good of France and cycling, Mario, you you still have some possible plans. So my possible plan, this is why I'm keeping track of France so closely, um, just in general. You're a Francophile, uh, aren't you? Fr- I'm a fr- yes, I'm a Francophile. Why, yes, sir, bully. Hmm. Um, I uh, So one of my friends, well, actually, everybody knows our friend Steve. Um, he's going to have one of these big birthdays coming up this year. So his idea was, Hey, you know what? We have a little riding group. We've all been riding and it's, uh, it, it's great to be on a bike. Why don't we do the tour de France? So after we realized, yeah, we can't do the tour de France cause we're not really good. And we are way too fat and we're not we're, blood doping. Enough. We're not sponsored and we're not under 30. So we can't do that anymore. So, um, we can still blood dope. That's legit, but there is, um, there is a, an event called, uh, tour le top. Let's see. Le top tour. Um, and what, it, what it is, is they ride one of the legs of the tour de France, um, and it's out of Nice. So you ride out of Nice and it's, um, they change the they change the route for the Tour de France every year, so they may or may not be riding that, but they actually mark this off, and it's like the week before they come to that area for the Tour de France. So what happens is everything's kind of marked off and closed off for the tour, and the week before they have this event, and you can ride this whole route uh it's a hundred and this is 109 miles 108 miles um and there's two big category climbs on it so it's it's not for the weak hearted it's about so i think it's a uh, 108 miles of riding with about eleven thousand feet of climbing eleven thousand feet of climbing yes and i've done so in morristown the um the Grand Fondo, if you do the Medio Fondo that we've done, it's like 62 miles, 64 miles with about 6,500 feet of climbing, right? Oh, wow. There's that much in the Fondo, huh? There's that much. So it's almost like doing that twice, mm-hmm. well, essentially. You know what I mean? Um, so the plan but you're is- in Nice and not Morristown. Exactly. And it's a supported ride and you have a guide, like you get in. So the idea is you get in, you do some recreational rides, like the first few days, and then you do the big event, um, on, I think the big event is on July 4th and then you could fly out the fifth or sixth or whatever. So we're like, yeah, I'm not flying out the next day. Cause I'll probably be beat up, but, um, yes. Yeah, so, go to Monte so Carlo after that, right? Yes, we want to go to Monte Carlo after because from Nice to Monte Carlo, I think it's like a 45 minute train ride. So that's the plan. Or we'll ride there. We'll just bike there. Why not? There you go. Get an, or, you know, get some mopeds. Yeah. Mo- yeah. You guys can dumb it up. Get a damn scooter. Just ride around. 
Um, but yeah, so that's the plan. So uh, the idea is we're going to bike and I was supposed to be a little further in my training, but then I kind of had COVID. So now I'm kind of starting from square one because I did nothing for three weeks and had COVID. And it's really not bouncing back that quickly as I thought I would be bouncing back. Um, so we'll see. Uh, but I think the biggest thing we're watching is whether or not the country is going to be open. So the idea is we fly into Nice, hang out, and then fly back out after the after the event. So we'll see. So I think, I think you guys should go to Monte Carlo after and then go to Ibiza. But it might just be Monte Carlo and Ibiza because if they don't do the <laughs> ride, that's that's all it might be. Things have our plans have been altered. If France is closed, well, we can fly to Monte Carlo and then we can fly to Ibiza. Just saying. <laughs> Dude, Monte Carlo is like 31 miles from we easily ride that the it's next day. So close. Yeah. Yeah. We ride that uh, ride back. Ride back at night. It's a 31 minute car ride. It's 22.6 kilometers. Like it's not far at all. Yeah. So that's my biking plan. My big biking plan for the summer. Um, I got to say at this point I'm cramming cause it's about two and a half months away. So I'm in cram mode for it. So I'm thinking about six to eight weeks is good for training, but, uh, I don't know. We'll see. It's a ride, not a race. So I'm not and that how, worried. How far is it mileage wise? About 108 miles. 108 miles. And that's one day? Uh, yeah, that's one shot. And serious climbing too, right? Yeah, that's a shit ton of climbing. So I think the last 100 mile I did, it wasn't that bad. It was, but it was very flat. It was flat, right? Yeah. Yeah, that was uh, from Philly to Atlantic City. <laughs> it's all flat, but then the yeah, but grand... you're dodging bullets and stuff on that drive. Like that's <laughs> <laughs> you got cops around. You're all right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the 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 climbing one and climbing's different. Like I'm a good climber, so I'm not worried about just you know chugging through the climbing. There's some people that can't climb for crap. Like our buddy Harry, he's a great rider, but you get him on hills, he just he gets destroyed. Um, and I will tell you why, because Harry's a snowboarder. He that's it. skiers better climbers. Think about it. Yeah. Well, down here, like all the riders down here, we're all flatlanders. So they'll ride and they they can push 20, 25 miles on a flat, but you get a little bit of a hill and they're like, they're struggling because it's just different. The muscles are different, you know, the, yeah. the way you use them. So uh it's definitely a challenge for me because I don't have hills to to train on. So I got the Peloton and I'm going to have to be creative. Let's put it that way. And worse comes to worse. Make a phone call to a van. They'll pick me up. Drop me <laughs> off. I need the help. The help. Can you please le come over here? The help to get the champagne. <laughs> so we'll that see how. That is a pretty cool trip though to, to do that. At least one of the legs of the Tour de France. And, and yeah. then also too, I guess it puts in perspective too, just like what savage athletes these these folks are doing this for like a month and it's like just like what how many rest days they get like four or something uh three rest days in three weeks i think it is there was a there was a um a documentary i think it was on icarus netflix 
Well, Icarus was great, but there was something else called, I think it was called Clean Ride on Netflix. And it was about a team that was riding with no doping and they were doing extra testing or whatever. Um, but they were actually going through and they're interviewing, you know, the guys that are riding. And like after week two, they're actually, the, the they're losing weight as they go because after riding that much, your body can only consume a certain amount of calories every day. So you're burning up more calories than you can actually consume. So your body starts shrinking and these guys are small to begin with. You know, they have a lot of body fat and they're shrinking. So when they get to like week two, at the end of week two, they're actually starting to consume, their body's starting to eat like muscle and stuff like that. And it just starts messing with their brain, their body chemistry. It's just pretty messed up. Like what they go through, it's it's really weird. So that last week of the tour is is pretty crazy. Um, it's good timing though, because you know it is right when summer's kicking off. So you're really your your maximum like shredded body at that, after after the Tour body. de France, dude. You're you're yoked. You're shredded. Like you're ready Yo. to go to the beach. Look at him. He's shredded. He so, weighs two pounds, but he's shredded. Total shred. He's Jesus abs, man. Jesus right? abs. <laughs> um. But yeah, for this ride though, um, you're in Nice and Nice is beautiful. It's by the coast. Like it's supposed to be beautiful. So I think for the experience, like it was a good idea when Steve mentioned it as this is what he wanted to do with his buddies. Two years ago. Yeah. I was like, that's not a bad idea. Let's do it. And then the whole COVID thing hit and, um, then it was like a complete shit show. And now it's like every day again, I'm waiting for another trip to France that may or may not happen. So uh, I tell you what, I'm, I'm a little bit down, a little hoping, a little hopeful, but we'll see. We'll see if it happens. But, but if France it happens this year, it's going to happen. France is just banging you with that Eiffel Tower, isn't, aren't they? It's just, just banging. Just bending you over, and just Eiffel Tower and you. Mother effers. <laughs> so, but I'm thinking if it doesn't happen this year, we'll, uh, we could postpone to next year. Uh, it's not that expensive. I mean, I think it's like for the hotel the guide and the event, I think it's like 1500 bucks. Right. So, and it's like five days or four days. Mm-hmm. Right. And then like, I'm renting a bike cause I'm not going to bring my bike. I'm going to rent like a baller ass bike and bring my bike is that would be a shit show. That seems like a nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they have carriers and stuff, but I, my bike is okay. It's not great. So I could rent a bike. That's a lot better for, kind of kind of renting skis you know um and then and then you got to get airfare so but i have i have a deal with airfare so that works yes you do nice but yeah so uh hopefully it works out this year if it doesn't work out this year next year you're on the list you're coming with us i'm on the clock i'm on the clock you're on the clock and then there's gonna be some serious training because next year if we don't do it this year next year i want to win that shit Ooh, look at you which is never going to happen because there's like, like pro-am riders that are. So Icarus, <laughs> Icarus, they were riding something like this. This mm-hmm. is exactly the thing that he was doping to see if he could do better. You know, he was like 26th out of like pro-am riders. Well, there's, I think they said there's like 1500 riders, if not more. Um, and, oh, wow. and this guy that did Icarus was like 26. Like that's the elite. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he's doing it in like whatever, four hours, six hours. Like I'm looking at finishing in 10, you know? Yeah. So yeah. 
but that, and then just recreational riding. And I got scooters this year. So I ride and then I jump on scooters. So what kind of scooter did you get? I got the, um, those electric ones, the electric ones. Nice. It's pretty sweet. I got the ones that go like 18 miles an hour instead of 15. I had to get the upgraded. I got the swagger, swagatron, swagger fives. (laughs) And I got three of them, me, my wife and Bodie. Nice. And we ride around and we're like a little gang. It's great. (laughs) Wearing your colors. (laughs) Wearing colors. I crashed on mine this week. I got a nice raspberry. Oh, damn. So I was going, when you ride those things, you can't look to the right or left. You got to like be straight on. And I'm like having a conversation, of course, after having a bunch of beers, having a conversation mm-hmm. and I almost hit a curb and I jumped before hitting the curb, which I think I could have hung on now thinking about it and just, you know, but then I was like doing the baseball slide and just not oh. good, not a good feeling. Not the same kind of scooters, but I took Benjamin out because there's a bunch of little kids in the neighborhood. They're all around the same age. And he's right. one of those little scooters, like the two wheels in the front, and like the ones in the back. Awesome. Thing. The razors? Yeah, it's sort of like a razor-ish thing. Yeah. And um, all the kids are so like, uh, I mean, they they scoot around. They're apprehensive. Benjamin is just the, the maniac kid. And all the, kids are, <laughs> all the kids are scooting around. And Benjamin just comes out. And they're like, and the one kid, he's actually, he's like five. He has a little electric one. So he's riding the electric one and he stops. And Benjamin is like just peeling out as fast as he can, like like pumping his leg, not looking where he's going, of course, oh. and just crashes like his neck, chest, like into the handle of the oh. kid's electric scooter. He just flips over, eats it, screaming, crying. It's pissed oh. off at me, of course, because he's just a little. What did you do toddler. to me, dad? Right. I'm like, oh, you're okay, buddy. You're okay. I think he just kind of startled himself because that's what he does. He doesn't look where he's going. He's going full clip, just Who looking does? all around, you know? Who does? And then he gets up and scoots and off. This is and- how you get it as an adult. This is what happens when you're not looking around. Yup. So then he he friggin' scoots off, all defiant, pissed off, that looks around again and crashes into a curb and falls over again. And now he's like extra pissed off. Oh well, the curbs fuck with you, man. Like who who puts a curb? Why do you oh, put a curb? I want yeah. everything flat. And I, I, I like, <laughs> he was out there for five minutes, and like all the kids were out there cruising, having fun, and he just like he's like the Tasmanian devil when he comes two meltdowns out there. and running around like all sweaty and crying, right? He's just he's the maniac kid, like he's the kid. And then they started the one family has a little hill, and of course they can I go on your hill? And he wanted to just go up and down and scaring the mother because then all the other kids want to follow him because he's doing it, so they're doing it too. And oh geez, like he's that kid. He's gonna be like the he's like the alpha. He's like the gang leader. The Hellion. He's he's like Swan in the Warriors. <laughs> swan. <laughs> he's Swan. He's a little Swan. He's Swan. Yep. Oh. So yeah. So yeah, we're talking about biking, and uh, I got a box down here. Oh, let's see what you out. got. So this is not a sponsor of the podcast. They do not pay us. Should be. I purchased this with my hard-earned money, of which I thought I have more of right now, but due to a couple of poor planning decisions on my part i don't have but i purchased this on kickstarter a couple months ago nice kickstart my heart and this is a company that we have yeah if i've purchased some of their products before i'm a big fan of them they're an east coast company and they they do they make ski bags and they're starting to get into biking now so i'm actually just opening this up a lot of a lot of filler here. A lot of filler. I right. like oh, it. Good packing. A lot of filler. What do we got here? Right, at, right straight from China. Oh, look at this. 
Nice little uh, hydration hydration backpack here for biking, for mountain Very biking. Cool. Can you even hear me? I hear you. Yep. Is it? Nice backpack. Sweet cookie backpack. Little cookie backpack with the the hydration in there. Very cool. Which is very nice. Got to have that in the summer, man. Dude. And then, uh, so they did a Kickstarter, and they had three different products that you could buy. And of course, I bought the all three, and it was like because it was the best deal. So what'd you get? So I got backpack and what? Backpack, as we can see. Let's see. Let's get this one out. So this is the thing I'm going to use for skiing also, which I think is a, if I can get it out of the bag here. This is like a gear bag. Whoa, that's big. This is big. Huge. Huge. Um, it's bigly. So it's it's cool because it's a, it's a gear bag. So you can put like your shoes in there. Oh, it's got nice. a little, it's got like a cooler pocket too. So wow. you can keep your beers in there, keep them cold. Or you can just, just put all your beers in there. <laughs> just fill it with beer. Just fill it with beers. Just fill it with beer. All right. So we got a beer bag. Beer, or bag. A beer bag. And there's supposed to be a little tool bag also. I gotta figure out what that is. Might be connected to something else. Hit me right in the tool bag. Hit me with those laser beams. Yeah. Um. Oh, there it is. So this is a just another little thing. It's like a a roll up tool bag. Oh, nice. So you can, so you can well, you chuck it in your backpack so you can put in your um, like yep. a multi-tool and a tube and your levers. Perfect. So, yeah, so I got this little little kit of stuff. Nice. You, uh, it's all tied up. Little right bike now. kits yeah. are great. Especially when yeah. you tube and everything in there. It's pretty sweet. So they did this Kickstarter, I think, I believe it was March. And they hit their goal and they made this stuff and nice i bought it all so yeah i got my my gear now and i i bought i got last year didn't use them but i got uh knee pads and elbow pads bought a new bike helmet and damn got my bike last year so i'm ready to do some mountain biking well so that's the other thing right like so a lot of people and it's funny like i i remember an interview with greg lamont that i saw on tv and they were talking to him and they were asking him like you know he got into skiing. I think he was biking before he was skiing, but he was talking about how biking is such a good thing uh, on the off season for people that ski to do because um, it's just low impact on your legs. It's good for like when you do climbing, it's, it's great for, you know, the, um, you know, the stress that you put on your legs and it's just a great exercise for, for keeping in shape and training. Um, and even when we talked to, um, our buddy, Abe, Abe, yeah, uh, he was saying he loves the, the whole idea of, you know, he does the, the ski system. If you haven't heard our previous pod, was it uh, two podcasts back or so? Um, it was more than that. It was probably two thirty nine, two thirty eight. Yeah. But when he was talking about the ski system, he was like, you know, we were talking also about other stuff and, and other workouts. And we, we mentioned biking and he's like, yeah, biking's really, it's, it's one of those good, good exercises like to do, especially for skiing. Um, helps with your cardio. I mean, it helps with anything, especially cardio helps shed weight, helps, you know, strengthen your muscles without killing them. Um, and you know, lately, 
as I get older, I think I've been beaten on my knees a lot. Uh, I've been lucky, knock on wood, that I haven't had to have any operations or any downtime from from knee injury. But um, as I get older, I'm I'm feeling you know, little creaks and, and <laughs> pulls in, in knees. And I'm like, huh, I really have to, it's good that I've, I've kept the pounding off the knees all these years. Otherwise I, I think I look where I would be, where I am tonight today versus where I would have been before. And I think I would have been in worse shape had I not started biking because running just, just would, it just beat me up too much. I had to stop running. You really pound your knees when you're running as you get older and the, start, the yeah. cartilage starts to break down and yeah, like the lower impact sports. And, you know, he mentioned mountain biking. And one of the things he said, it's great because a lot of times you're going, well, you're, you're climbing uphill and when yeah. you're going downhill, you're making those quick kind of decisions and that muscle memory that you need for skiing. Yeah. You're getting doing that. So, and you do a lot of mountain biking, right? Eh, I don't do as much as I want to, but I, yeah. uh, I have all the stuff that I bought, so I might as well do more of it, right? right? Yeah. I mean, I cruise around. I mean, I have three mountain bikes and I I ride around a lot of them. Just, I have one sitting here still on the bike stand that you can't really see because I've moved my laptop. But you're fixing your own bike now. I'm fixing my own bike. I'm waiting for a... Awesome. I ordered new shifts from China and they're supposed to be coming the next few days. And then I will actually change out my, my shifters, which... From China? From China. My 25 year old gear shifters are going to get changed. So that'll be. That's what I miss about Trump. He used to say China instead of China. (laughs) That was probably his, his best, his best uh, asset. The best 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 meme. meme. Um, But yeah, so a lot of, a lot of fun biking stuff is going to happen this summer between us podcasters here. And you know, you, you got to make the best of the summer. And I used to, I remember when I went, when we first started the podcast, my whole summers would be just like negative and just talking about skiing. And I still love talking about, it, but I also want to live in the moment and embrace the summer and just, you know, make the best of it and have fun and not just not always look to what's next, kind of be in the moment and live in the moment and, and, and have, have fun. Yeah. So that's the plan. Well, and that's the other thing too. You're, you're close enough to the beach, right? You can bite there. Yep. So a and a half. Why drive? You can either walk or bike. Um, so everybody knows I got a puppy now. He's six months old or so. And we got the tag along for the bike <laughs> for the puppy. So what happens is we'll drive, we'll ride three miles up the trail here, uh, three and a half miles, which is too far for him to, you know, obviously to walk and, and everything. But we'll uh, bike up to a uh, town called Dunedin where they have a lot of breweries and a lot of outdoor like stuff. And it is a, it is a dog city. So if you <laughs> go places, you could eat at restaurants with dog, like it's, everything is dog friendly. So it's really kind of cool. So we, we bike up there with him in the little carrier and uh, he just hangs out, whatever. And then we just walk all over the place when we get up there. Uh, so it's a lot of fun. Nice. I saw a dude yesterday. He had a surfboard holder on his bike. Oh, nice. Like off to the side. Yeah. I'm like, that's pretty cool. I like that. That is pretty cool. Especially if you live like close enough, you just do that. I've seen with the paddleboard, they got the paddleboard where it's almost like a little trailer thing too. So if you get a paddleboard, that's nice. You could ride to the beach, take your paddleboard, walk out there, paddle, and then just, you know, come back on on your bike. 
Good to go. You know, yeah, man. power, why not? Yeah, it's cool if you live in a town where things are bikeable because it really is so much more fun to go somewhere on your bike than it is to do it in a car. Yeah. I mean, we're we're so close to the beach that we'll ride out, eat something, maybe breakfast, maybe lunch, whatever, and just bike back. We're close enough that we'll walk it because it's it's really not that far. Uh, but there's something to be said. Like nowadays, there's a lot more trails. There's a lot more bike-friendly places to go. So it's kind of nice. It's great. Yeah. I love you're not it. stuck to a car. You don't, you realize after you start biking places, you realize how much time that you don't want to spend, that you do spend packing up a car, get, getting in the car, driving, sitting in traffic, and then parking. That if you bike, you put a little effort into it, but you're there and you just tie, you lock it up and then you walk away. You know, you appreciate the journey a little bit more. Yeah. And you see a lot of, a lot of cool stuff and you hang out, you know? Yeah. We'll chat on the way. So, yeah. So we're just saying as much as we love skiing, embrace, embrace the bike. Embrace the off season. Off season. Got to do embrace. something. There yeah. is no off season. That's right. We got big snow. There is no off season. Oh, that's right. Yeah. It's always on season. So we're just. It's always on season. And you know what? We actually, in the upcoming weeks, may have something a little big snow related to talk about, which is pretty cool. Yeah, I think we got to go to Big Snow. We got we got to plan a trip. So, I think we might have to plan a trip to indoor ski areas around the world. <laughs> we need somebody to sponsor the trip, and then we'll we'll just do go. a documentary. Yeah, I mean, I I think we might be hitting up Norway. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little Scandinavian countries. Maybe UK. I think has one. Uh, I think Virginia. Dubai. Has Dubai ski Dubai ski Dubai. I did not get back to them, by the way. No. Yeah. Um, Then there's big snow. So we could have a whole coastal trip. I don't know. We'll see. It's not a bad idea. And then there's Ober Gatlinburg. I think they ski on they they ski on grass there. That magic (laughs) that magic ice they put down before. That's right. Yeah. They're closed right now. Yeah. Well, (laughs) most places are, unfortunately. Well, they no, they actually close everything because they do this this time of year, every year, they do upgrades and maintenance to the big tram that runs back and forth. Oh, really? So we will get back in touch because I heard the mayor of Munich came out and said they may not have Oktoberfest this year. Oh, boy. So Melly and I are watching that and we're like, damn it. Might not be able to go there, but we're still planning to go to Obergatlinburg. So. Bumming, man. That's a bumming man. They've really they've canceled Burning Man. Bumming man at Obergatlinburg. <laughs> but that to might... our Brit to our British fans, it's <laughs> not what you think it is. It's not that kind of bumming man. Bumming man. <laughs> <laughs> it's like ski bumming man. Ski not bumming like man. hey, hey mate, bit of a bumming. Give it a bumming. <laughs> oh, oh, he went there. <laughs> not that kind of bumming man. Okay, not the bum. <laughs> We're not doing anything with the bum. We're just this talking is... about bumming, man. Make ski bumming. Hashtag no bum stuff. <laughs> <laughs> bumming man. Bumming man, not the UK bumming man. <laughs> exactly. Is so there a bumming? I'm going to look up bumming man now. I oh boy. Oh, don't get on this rabbit hole. Yeah. Well, 
is a dude bumming a man. What's up with that? <laughs> what kind of crazy stuff is going on there? It's Urban Dictionary. Was it the first uh, the first thing you saw on there? Oh, and then they just corrected it. Thanks. Thanks, Google. Correcting Wait. it. The bumping man. So it's bumping like man. people bumping into other people. I'm like, that's a bumming man is in the UK. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, we're going to maximize our summer. The Stoke is never far away, but we're going to find some other activities. Got some biking to do. If you guys have any cool biking plans, we ideas, a, a thoughts, to do. Yeah, we got bombing to do. <laughs> Hit us up. Thank you so much for listening. Hit us up at skibumpodcast.com. Send us an email, skibumpodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on the socials, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at skibumpodcast. Go to your favorite podcasting apps, rate and subscribe. Thank you to our sponsors, Valon and Teresia. And we will be setting up some... Uh... Some tip sites, because I know Spotify has a little tip thing. A lot, of, a lot of other sites are working on like, hey, if you want to send us some love, right? Send us a little love. We got on the website, you can go to the support section. Got PayPal. You could also go to the shop, skibumpodcast.com slash shop. Buy some swag. A lot of ways to support us. That's right. Thank you again for listening. We appreciate it. And we'll talk to you guys next week. Stay high, stay polluting. See you.